Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, shots fired early. Welcome to the program. Made it to a Friday. I don't know what's on the Traeger grill, but it smells great. We'll update you on that. We'll check in with the Falcons running back, Todd Gurley, a little later on. Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards will join us. And Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated will join us from the bubble. You can join us in a variety of ways. If you'd like to watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, you can also dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. McLovin will have a poll question. Mario has the play of the day. And, of course, Ethan will have a couple of stats of the day as well. San Antonio Spurs playoff streak ended at 22 years in a row last night. Pretty remarkable. In the salary cap era, you know, when we talk about dynasties, it's a little bit different than what a dynasty was back in the 50s or 60s or 70s. They won five championships between 1999 and 2014, but they didn't really have that ability to capture the public's imagination like Kobe's Lakers or the great Warriors teams, what LeBron did with the Miami Heat. And that probably has a lot to do with Greg Popovich and the team's biggest star, Tim Duncan. Their style of play wasn't flashy, didn't make a lot of highlight reels. Um, they just played fundamental basketball and some good defense there. But we'll see what, hap- uh, what happens with Pop here because he's 71 years of age. He lost his wife, and I'm not sure if we'll see Greg Popovich coach again. Just a guess. Maybe he'll walk away. Maybe he'll want to get you know reinvigorated here with the young players and find a way to get the most out of them and maybe create another dynasty there. But congratulations to a great coach, great franchise, great fan base that should feel extremely proud now, even though they didn't make it into the playoffs. The Blazers and Grizzlies are set for the last spot in the West. The East is already set. We'll talk to Mannix because I thought the Blazers were going to expend a lot of energy just to get here. And then what kind of team will we see if they get past Memphis? They only need to win one. Memphis needs to win two. And then your reward is playing a Laker team that's rested. And the Blazers defense is maybe the worst in the bubble because the Nets last night, and I will give credit to the Nets, they have played hard. They, of course, don't have Durant. They don't have Kyrie. Uh, Dinwiddie was not there as well, and they played hard every single night. And, you know, the Nets caught everybody's attention when they beat the Bucks, and they were 18-and-a-half-point underdogs, one of the biggest upsets in you know the last 25 years in NBA history. But uh, the Blazers held on to win last night as they beat the Nets, and uh, the Grizzlies are now in there in the last spot. So those two are going to play. They may have, you know, Maybe playing three games here, but Blazers, if they can knock them off, 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis won the first game, believe it or not, because the Blazers and Damian Lillard, they just look spent. Uh, C.J. McCollum came through. He's got the bad back, had a nice performance last night as well. But uh, here is Damian Lillard after last night's victory. I mean, I could shoot a I could pull up from half court comfortably. <laughs> I, the only reason I haven't done it is because I don't want to. I don't want to push the. I don't want to push it that far consistently because that is just that's just crazy. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in one of these games. Watch. No, literally yeah. from the half court line. Watch. He was six of nine. Oh my Look goodness! Look at this shot by oh Lillard. My goodness. Oh. That was from the NBA logo. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to look at my cohorts and say, he told me he was going to do that. He told me while we were waiting for the season to get back in, he was going to launch one from half court. That's uh, Damian Lillard with uh, Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley. That's from April of 2020. And he did that last night. And it's not a heave. And here's Reggie Miller on the call. And Reggie's one of the great deep shooters in NBA history. And when he gets out of his seat watching it, and it's effortless, too. That's what's amazing. Because if you've taken an NBA three, it's a man size three. I mean, you got to be able to have some lift. you got to have strength there. But Damian Lillard, if I add, you know, 15 to 18 feet more, and he's shooting from the logo. With all due respect to Jerry West, Damian Lillard might be the logo if he's going to be pulling up from that uh, kind of range there. But that was, he had an impressive run. When you're averaging 50 the last three games of the regular season, that's an impressive way to go out and maybe go into the postseason. I just don't know. He looked exhausted last night. And now you have to turn around. And look, Memphis is shorthanded without Jaron Jackson, but Memphis. Maybe Memphis cobbles together, uh, you know, four quarters and they could uh, extend this a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis won the first game in this series. Yes, McLovin. How would you try and stop Damian Lillard if you're playing against the Blazers? Well, I've yet to see somebody do it from the standpoint of if I let you have the jumper, you, he's, it feels like with a lot of these scores, you just have to decide what do I want to give you and what am I trying to take away? And I don't know if you say, I'm going to let him shoot those jumpers and let him you know, live and die with that. That's what I would do with Harden. Harden, I would say, you take the jumper. I'm not going to let you get in the paint and create contact and go to the free throw line. I don't want you to put my team in foul trouble. I, I guess I would say to Lillard or my team, I'm going to let him shoot those jumpers because I don't think you can stop him. Also, with the, the way you handle the basketball now, now, back when I played, maybe 10 years ago, that would be called a carry. Now, the way you can handle a basketball, I can get by you. I can get around you. And nobody calls that anymore. Just watch. Watch a game now. Go back and watch something from the 70s or 80s. You would never get away with that. This ability to be able to create your shot because you can take your hand on the side of the ball and you have this quickness uh, – and they just stop on a dime as well. And you saw that with Lillard last night. He's able to create a shot. Uh, James Harden is able to create that shot. But I want, I want you shooting a three. I don't want you going inside. That would be what I would try. And then they always talk about, well, you force a guy who shoots right-handed, force him to his left. Well, this just in, folks. Those guys who shoot and they're right-handed – practice so much going to their left because you force them to go to their left. It's not like they go, oh, wait, I got to go to my left now? Now, the only guy I would say probably would have problems with that was Ginobili. You'd force him to go to his right, but he was so great that he would eventually get back to his left hand, his left side, and he would still somehow beat you. But Damian Lillard's on a roll. I don't know how long you can continue that. Just to just the energy that it takes is incredible with what he's been able to do. By the way, uh, this program bought, uh, brought to you by by Raycon, buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Fifteen percent off these great wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Bob Hill was the Spurs head coach in 1995-96. Spurs went 59 and 23. Next season, David Robinson got hurt. 
They went 20 and 62. Bob Hill got fired. Popovich got hired. Spurs draft Tim Duncan. Two seasons later, Spurs win the title. It's the greatest injury in sports history. David Robinson got hurt. They drafted Tim Duncan, and it changed the NBA. Changed the NBA. All right, uh, we'll come up with a poll question here. Mannix will join us from the bubble. Nextgreatpodcast.com. Details there. You ever wanted to have a pitch and say, hey, I got a podcast idea. Now is your chance. We're going to select up to 10 semifinalists, give you $1,000 to produce a pilot episode, your podcast, and then listeners from around the country will vote on the next great podcast. And I will be in business with you. I came up with the idea a couple of months ago, reached out to iHeartRadio, our radio partners, and they love the idea. To give you an opportunity during this pandemic, you want somebody to hear your idea, now you have a chance. It's called nextgreatpodcast.com, and I hope to work with you. McLovin, what do you have for me? Okay, uh, was the Spurs dynasty good for the NBA? And the options are no (laughs) and no. (laughs) On a Friday? On a Friday, you're going to do that. Thank God LeBron came along and saved the NBA because the Spurs were making it irrelevant. And you all know it, and I'm sorry to my San Antonio <laughs> listeners, but... Uh, you don't have any listeners. There are San Antonio listeners. Yeah, yeah. ours. <laughs> you, you, you don't have any. Did I say my listeners? Yeah, my San Antonio listeners. The best. Thank you. I... Uh, and that's why the NFL, by the way, ratings start skyrocketing from 2008 to through 2014 with this. What's the San Antonio Spurs? Okay, real poll question. Okay. If you could buy stock in one of these two teams, the Suns or the Pelicans? See, I think, I, I think there's some issues with the Pelicans. I, I might buy into the Suns, believe it or not. Because David Aldridge, veteran NBA reporter, said that he had sources saying that Lonzo Ball checked out in the bubble. Like, and he, he played like he didn't care. Yeah, um, you know, J.J. Reddick, I don't know how much longer he's going to play, and you can't rely on him to be you know, that great weapon off the bench. Uh, Brandon Ingram, a restricted free agent. Is he going to stay? Zion Williamson's health. They may change coaches. Because now the buzz is if you you fire Alvin Gentry, you might bring in Mike D'Antoni if the Rockets don't go to the uh, NBA Finals. So that's just some of the talk that's going on in the bubble right now. I might I love Monty Williams as a head coach. I think he's I think he's just a good man, and he's proven to be a really good coach too. Then uh, you got him in Phoenix, uh, you know. I might look at Phoenix, believe it or not, because there's uncertainty, though. I, I thought Lonzo Ball getting out of L.A. was going to take that next step, and he showed signs of doing that during the regular season, but not in the bubble. Uh, Zion, the health issue, his weight, that, that is going to be something that is going to be there for quite some time. You know, that, that question mark. And then Ingram, you're going to bring him back? What else are you going to do? Who else are you going to bring in? Can you bring in free agents? Now, that's another thing. Who's going to want to go to New Orleans to play? And I don't know. But I would probably take the Phoenix Suns right now, believe it or not. Yeah, McLevin. So what's with all the Suns hype? Because I look at their roster, Ricky Rubio is like 100. He's running the point. Yeah. And Booker, is he going to stay? No, wait, no, they just signed him up. Oh, yeah. He got a $150 million deal. I thought Draymond was running him out of town, getting him to the Knicks. I don't know what Draymond is talking about. And is Aiton good? That was my, my other question. I, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. But but there's, they're all so young. Like, we, we get tired of them because, you know, they go into the league so early. I mean, DeAndre Aiton is 22. That's when you start your career. Now we feel like we know who you are at 22. Like, oh, that's as good as he's going to be. But if he's going to give you 18 and 12, are you satisfied with 18 and 12 from DeAndre Ayton? Now, you might say, that's not what I want out of my center, but 18 18 and 12, all right. I'll sign up for that right now. I'm okay with that. Uh, Booker's a legitimate star. Uh, But yeah, you're right with Ricky Rubio. He's played well. I just, you can't, that's not your future there. Yes, McLovin. 
Yeah, see, I don't know what a center does for you. That's my question. Like, can you win with a center in today's NBA? Well, you have to have a center. Right, the but question like that is, kind of center. Yeah, that's what I don't know. I mean, he has a good shot. I don't know what his... What are his numbers of uh, shooting-wise? What's his free throw percentage? Aiden? Yeah. He's, uh, ooh. He's a 75% free throw shooter. Okay, He's that's not, I'm okay with that if he keeps getting... If you get him to around... Because he has a nice shot. If I get him to around you know, close to 80%, 77%, 78%, that's pretty good for my big man. But And Rubio's not even 30. So, which is weird. It feels like Rubio's been around a really long time. But uh, he's, he's still not. That's not my starting point guard. At least I wouldn't want that as my starting point guard. Yes, McLovin. Doesn't DeAndre Ayton have the Luka uh, draft issue too? Like he'll be measured again. He went one, Bagley two, Luka three. That makes it look kind of worse. And the fact that you had Luka's coach who was with the Phoenix Suns and they didn't take him. And Sacramento didn't take him. Like Sacramento's a mess. Sacramento is going to be a mess because I don't think they know who they are, what they are, and what, what they want to do in the future. And I think you saw that in the bubble. I, I think there's some the real issues there with the Sacramento Kings as we move forward. What else do you have, McLovin? Then we'll take a break. We had a little pre-show debate. Do you think Big Ten football should play in the spring because the Purdue coach, is it Jeff Brom, threw out a plan yesterday where they would start in February and end in May. Is well, that- we should clarify this. It's not spring football. It would be winter football. Now, here's another thing. And, you know, my source on all of this, by the way, you, do you realize where we were on Monday morning at this time when I was telling you what was going to be happening with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten? And it feels like college football is kind of settling with the Big 12, ACC, and the SEC. We know about the other sports. We know about... You know, the lower uh, divisions of college football, not going to be playing. But it feels like maybe we're a little more stabilized with college football than we ever thought we would be. And as I said on Monday, we'll know by Friday where we are with college football. I don't know if we know that yet, but keep this in mind. It's winter football in the Big Ten. Just think about that. There's no domes here. You're playing in Ohio State in January, Wisconsin, Michigan. And if I'm a top or potential top draft pick, do I want to be playing? If, if I'm Justin Fields, do I want to be playing games in January in inclement weather? And not even sure if I'm going to have a full season there. It could only hurt him because... You're not going to be putting up those numbers that you would normally put up when the games are in September, October, and November. Now you're going to be in January and February in the Midwest? Can't see it happening. Can't. We'll take a break. Mannix will join us coming up, get his thoughts on everything going on in the bubble. How about most minutes played in the bubble? Two top guys play on the same team. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Also fourth on the list, Carmelo Anthony. Sixth on the list, Gary Trent Jr. with Portland. Blazers, they could be gassed. They could be limping toward. That's another thing with the Lakers. They may catch a break if they face Portland because of everything that Portland has been through. It was either going to be, boy, they're in playoff mode or they're on fumes right now. We'll uh, come up with a poll question. We uh, have a play of the day coming up as well. We'll uh, come back with, oh, you know what? Ario came up with something that Mannix said back in September. Should I bring it back to Chris's attention? It's not a good look. Then yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, Eden. I was going to say, maybe we give him a pass today, but... Have we ever given him a pass? No, actually, never. That's why I was thinking maybe we give him a pass. Uh, well, we can vote on this, but it was something he said about the Lakers. We'll take a vote during the commercial break, and then we'll decide if we're going to play it for Mannix coming up next. It's 19 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. 
Full Sail University helped launch the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. This was a couple of years ago. And we came up with a curriculum, and it's an accelerated bachelor's degree in sportscasting designed to teach you all the aspects here. Front of the camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, everything in between. And uh, what I love about Full Sail, their approach to education, because you have hands-on learning, and they have great studio facilities there. You have your cameras there. You have directors there. You're learning about all of this, and you actually are able to do it yourself. The hands-on approach there, real-world experience in our faculty. You have people who have been in this business for a long, long time and at a very high level in the industry. At Full Sail University, you can earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months. You can earn your degree online, great group of students online, or on campus in Orlando. Learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Go to fullsail.edu slash Dan Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll settle on a poll question. We'll check in with Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated, their senior NBA writer. During the commercial break, I uh, gathered the Danettes together and I said, should we play something that Mannix said back in September about the Lakers? And it was universal. Everybody said yes. So this is what Mannix said about the Lakers. You know, I get killed every year talking about the Lakers with you because I tend to be more skeptical as I was last season. But is it not more likely that the Lakers miss the playoffs than than win a championship? I think that. Wait, I this feel year? That way right now, this year. You so the odds are better that they miss the playoffs than they win the championship. I would say so, yes. Wow, okay. Let's bring in Chris Mannix, who joins us from the bubble. Do you stand by that? Kind of impossible to stand by that, Dan. <laughs> I was just trying to give you an out there. If, uh... No, no, I mean, <laughs> at, at the time, were, you know, bringing in a bunch of new players. I know Anthony Davis is one of them. At the time, LeBron James was coming off the most significant injury of his career, uh, it seemed more likely that they missed the playoffs. You don't have to defend yourself. I'm just having fun. You're a great no, sport. I, You're a great I, sport. I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to defend myself because it, it <laughs> stood true back then. It was. I think that was, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was like late September, early yeah. October. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like that, come on. That's, that's, <laughs> it's not, that's not even one of my greatest hits. Like that's not even. Oh, it's not? Oh, no. well, Paulie, can we cue up some of Mannix's greatest hits here? You have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is it for Greg Popovich? It's a tough call. I mean, he he didn't leave any breadcrumbs last night after the game. Um, there's there's long been an assumption that Popovich would be done after the 2020 Olympics. Obviously, those didn't happen right now. So perhaps we could see him coach one more year and then ride off into the sunset after the Olympics in 2021. But, you know, next year is very cloudy, Dan. Like, what's going to happen uh, with the start of the season? I mean, there was some reporting by ESPN this week that Michelle Roberts, who I spoke to last week, told the players that be prepared for a start time in January or in March. Um, you know, will Popovich look at that and say, look, I got a team that's not a contender, I want to coach in the Olympics no matter what. Uh, do I walk away and hand the reins off to somebody else? So even though he didn't you know, say he was done now, I think there'll be a lot of, of thought into going into that over the next few months. And I thought he positioned Becky Hammond to take over for him. And, and I talked to Nancy Lieberman, the Hall of Famer, about this. And then he brings in Tim Duncan. Does Tim Duncan want to be a head coach? I don't get that sense. I don't get that sense that Tim Duncan wants. I think Tim Duncan likes the coaching part. I, I don't think he likes everything else that goes along with it, yeah. which includes media responsibilities and uh, maybe the politics of being a head coach as well. I'm not sure it's it would be Becky Hammond either. I mean, I think there's, you know, there are a lot of experts out there that are part of the Popovich coaching tree. Uh, what happens if Brett Brown gets let go in Philadelphia? They've got a very close relationship, Pop and Brett Brown. Uh, Ime Udoka was an assistant coach on Pop staff before going to Philadelphia. He's very highly regarded as Brett Brown's lead assistant. So I think those the, the current staff would be candidates, but I think they'd extend the search pretty far. Uh, Woj just announced that the Bulls have fired Jim Boylan. It's, it felt like a long time coming, and it felt like if you didn't fire him, you were going to have a player revolt. I mean, what? Where have the Bulls been since Michael Jordan left? I mean, in a perpetual state of rebuilding with one misstep after another. Now, they've been pretty decent at drafting over the years. You know, I mean, Derrick Rose was a slam dunk, but, you know, they got Jimmy Butler late in the first round. And, you know, jo Joakim Noah was drafted when nobody thought he was going to be the player he turned out to be. But with free agency, with some of these coaching hires, it, it just hasn't it hasn't gone their way. And And look, it's. Uh, it's it's curious that it took them this long. You know, the explanation that was given to me about why the Bulls were waiting this long on Jim Boylan was that there was only one other coaching opening 
And they weren't going to hire the team that was going to the, – the coach the team was going to hire. That was Tom Thibodeau in New York. So they didn't feel a sense of urgency. There may be more urgency now, Dan. One of the reasons I think that the timing of this is, is, is right now is because you have teams going home and you've got the Pelicans going home and other teams will be bowing out. And there could be coaching changes on those staffs. The Pelicans, you know, widely believed to at some point will let go of Alvin Gentry. Philadelphia, you know, Brooklyn's going to have an opening at some point. Maybe the Bulls wanted to get started on their search now to try to get a jump on some of these other teams. Yeah, well, I was just talking about the Pelicans, and McLovin said, who would you invest in right now if they were stocks, the Pelicans or the Suns? And I actually paused and said, I might go with the Suns. First of all, I love their coach, and Booker has taken that next step. I don't, I don't know how good they are uh, as a team moving forward, but there's less drama in Phoenix than the potential drama that you have in New Orleans. Lonzo Ball mailed it in. Uh, Brandon Ingram, restricted free agent. Zion's health is always going to be an issue. And you might be firing your coach other than that. So who would you invest in? It, to me, it's it's six to one and pick them there. I mean, it's it, it, I, I, like, I like the Suns because I think Devin Booker has shown in these seeding games and this season in general that he can be a franchise player. I'd like the Suns more if they had drafted Luka Doncic and not drafted DeAndre Ayton in that spot. I'm not, I'm not a huge Ayton guy. I've watched him pretty closely as the Suns have made this rise. He's a little passive around the rim. He doesn't have great hands. I just There's something about him that I think, that I think has a, a bit of a ceiling, and that would give the Suns a ceiling. But you're right about Monty Williams. He's going to be the, the coach of the seeding games as the NBA is going to hand out those awards <laughs> in the next couple of days. Um, the, the issue I have the, – the, the reason I would lean towards the Pelicans – Look, Zion was hurt this year, but how many guys have we seen hurt in their first or second years? I mean, Joel Embiid missed like two full seasons, and then he was just fine. I think Zion's going to be okay, and I'm a big believer in Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram is a star on the rise. All oh, I love this him, year. I, but is he going? What's he going to cost you? And well, I mean, going to stay? He's, he's a max. No, he's a max guy on the second contract. Everybody's a max guy on the second contract that is like around that that range, and that second contract isn't enormous by NBA standards. So. Um, I, those two guys, I like more long-term than Booker and Aiton as, as a twosome. We're talking to Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, NBA senior writer. You were there to watch the Blazers and the Nets. I've been giving credit to the Nets because those guys are playing hard. They, you know, this is their chance to showcase and they did not stop the Blazers. I know you're high on the Blazers. You were on that bandwagon before anybody else. It feels like they're limping towards the finish line, and they looked exhausted last. I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis won the first game between these two. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, I mean, first off, quickly on the Nets, like I walk past them at their practice all the time. I was in their practice. I could name like four guys off the top of my head that are on that team, yeah. and it's like the guys that have been around, Joe Harris and Jared Allen. What Jock Vaughn did with this group going five and three is – nothing short of David Copperfield like magic. I mean, it's, it's incredible. The job he did there. Um, the, the Blazers. I liked seeing CJ McCollum get off last night, the way he was playing after having a real struggle in the previous game and the report coming out about the broken back to see him play that way. gave me a little bit more encouragement about the Blazers in the playoffs, but they don't defend anybody and they haven't really defended anybody throughout these eight seeding games. Nurkic uh, makes a lot of mistakes at that five spot. I don't think the Grizzlies can give them a lot of trouble. I mean, the Grizzlies got in because Giannis headbutted Moritz Wagner and uh, Wagner, and then they were missing him and didn't have anything to play for for Milwaukee. I don't think they they take that game off. I think the, the Blazers get in, but I'm far less bullish on Portland's chances to upset the Lakers now than I was maybe at the start of this when they were fully healthy. Uh, and and they were looking like a team on the rise. I, I just think the McCollum injury bothers me. And as several coaches have said to me when I've raised this question to them in the bubble, who defends LeBron? Yeah. Like you can do, I'll say all you want about the backcourt and the frontcourt. Who defends LeBron? It's it's an interesting storyline, Dan, because I mean Carmelo versus LeBron, and perhaps Carmelo's last chance to to do something meaningful in the postseason. But I, I don't know how I, I don't know how they pull that off. But you got Lillard and McCollum and Anthony and Gary Trent Jr. Those guys are among the top six guys as far as minutes played. And now you're going into at least you got one more game, maybe a couple games here with Memphis. And then you go in against the Lakers. 
And you're right about, you know, the Lakers haven't been shooting well, but the Blazers might be just what they need to go against a team that doesn't play defense. It's true. But, I mean, the Lakers have been getting open looks. I mean, some of the games I've been at, like these looks the Lakers are getting are open. They're just missing them. And, you know, J.R. Smith, I think he's shooting like 16% from from three-point range. Uh, and you're going to rely on Deion Waiters and, and some of these other guys to to make shots. I mean, they're really – they're really vulnerable at this stage. Maybe not in the first round, but uh, you know, outside of I mean, you heard LeBron say after the game where Kyle Kuzma made that game-winning three, like he's like, we need him to be our third best player. I mean, they need a consistent Kyle Kuzma uh, to to win anything in this whole thing. You know what you're going to get from LeBron. AD's been great as well, but they need Kuzma to be efficient to score 15 to 20 points. Uh, and if they don't get that, they're vulnerable to any team in this bracket. I think AD has to be superstar. He's got to be the best player on the floor. I think Kuzma has to look like an all-star, and LeBron is going to fill in the gray area there. But that's that's asking a lot. I, you know, yeah. It really is, because I still look at the Clippers and say, it feels like the Clippers are exactly where they want to be. We're not really talking about them. You know, they, they don't make headlines. They're going to have everybody together, and it feels like, Doc may may have something here, and he knows it too. Well, the, the Clippers, to me, are going to be a test of can you flip that proverbial switch? I, I think they'll win that first-round matchup handily against the Mavericks because Dallas is just limping into the playoffs right now with the way they're playing. Uh, but beyond that, you know, they, they you mentioned the guys, they have all their guys back, but they're just getting them back. They're just trickling in. Montrezl Harrell, uh, a front runner for six man, is going to make his debut tonight, you know, for the Clippers. So, you know, getting these guys up to speed and on the same page on the fly when you're basically playing every other day is going to be a challenge. Now, it's a challenge that is a little bit more, you know, manageable when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George has played well uh, during this, this run-up, but I mean, chemistry matters, continuity matters, and the Clippers haven't had any of it, you know, for the last, for the better part of the last month. So if they get a tough matchup in that second round, uh, you know, I think they're vulnerable as well. And the East looks like a mess. It, that The oh, first no. round matchups doesn't look like there's any surprises in store there, right? No, no, probably not. But I, I think it gets fascinating when you get past that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it's it, strange to say, but the way – the way Milwaukee's kind of been up and down and, and Giannis has been frustrated throughout this whole process, um, you almost have to make the Raptors a co-favorite right now, which is the most remarkable thing you could possibly say. Like, you mentioned my idiot comment back in September about the Lakers. Like, the idea that the Raptors could be sitting here as a conference contender, as a potential co-favorite to go to the finals, is insane. I mean, mm. this team, and I've been watching them a lot down here in the bubble, and some of the observations are that they're an incredibly smart team, like an, a high IQ team from like one to 10, like they make the right play way more often than not. And when I talk to Raptors executives there, the one thing they often say is that Kawhi Leonard's gone, but Kawhi Leonard still lives with this team. Like the, the mental toughness that Kawhi instilled on these young guys, like, like OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, like that still lingers with this team. And that's, that's actually something that's going to help them as they get into the playoffs. So they've got questions too. You know, can Siakam make that leap in the postseason? Can Van Vliet make another jump in the postseason? But the way the Bucks have played, I mean, I think they're vulnerable as well. And the Raptors might be the team because of their size. That could be the one that takes them out. I love what the Heat have done. I love what Pat Riley's done with that. I mean, it's really amazing when you think, you know, Wade retiring, LeBron leaves, Bosch has to retire. And all of a sudden, he just starts to get a couple of draft picks. And, it, it, you know, out of bio, came out of nowhere. It felt like uh, Jimmy Butler there wants to be there and play with that team. Duncan Robinson, they find. I mean, Tyler Hero, it, it's, it's an interesting team. I don't know if it's a great team, but boy, Pat Riley did a, him, he did a great job. He really did. He did. He did it. And how like how you build successful teams is hitting on those mid-round picks and and further back, right? You, you, you're supposed to hit on those top-level picks. But what they've done with Tyler Hero, what they've done with Bam Adebayo, who's going to be the most improved player this year, Duncan Robinson, undrafted. You watch Duncan Robinson play, 
and you're looking around like, what, what did people miss with this guy? I mean, he's like six, eight and makes threes and has that kind of mindset where he always wants the ball. So what did we teams miss with that guy? The one, you know, where the heat missed and where I'm sure, and I know that the heat front office and the coaching staff think about this all the time, especially down here in the bubble was, and I forget, was it the 2015 draft? when they drafted Justice Winslow and they could have had Devin Booker. They loved Devin Booker. <laughs> he had he had an unbelievable workout for them uh, down in Miami, and there was a big split within that organization no. about Devin Booker over Justice Winslow. If they had Devin Booker right now, Dan, yeah, we'd be looking at the heat in a whole new light. We, we mentioned Don Chifnate. That's a recent example. But Booker Winslow, I mean, that that's a big turning point for an organization. All right, so make a prediction here. Oh, great. Uh, Paulie, um, are we rolling on this? Always. Okay. All right. I am going with Raptors, Clippers in the finals. Raptors, Clippers. Didn't sound definitive on that. It's just so weird down here, Dan, the way teams are playing and the vulnerabilities of these top seeds that I didn't see before. Simple as that. Like the Lakers – they're kind of they're kind of shooting like I thought they'd shoot in the pre-pandemic season. And the Bucks, they look great in the exhibition games, and I was bullish on them then. And then they come into the seeding games and don't play quite as well. And Giannis looks a bit out of sorts. I, I just every time I watch the Raptors, and they've gotten blown out, uh, I think at least once uh, during these uh, these games. But every time I look at the Raptors, they look the most locked in of any team in this bubble. And I I just got to think that counts for something. Are you going stir crazy? We've we've seen some of the players. It feels like going stir crazy. Oh no! Well, I have no life. What 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 else would I be doing? Are like, you allowed to bring in somebody who's a friend, or is that just basketball players who are allowed to do that? Yeah, I'm actually scrolling Instagram as we speak to you know <laughs> see what's what's happening there. Uh, no, no You're players. Co- oh, okay. Coaches can coaches can can't do it either. So it's players only. Players only. I, I love I love this. The, and you've talked about the memo, I'm sure. But like, as one GM said to me, like he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he's like, when it comes to this, players are playing chess and the NBA is playing checkers. You're going to see uh, an interesting looking Aunt Thelma coming into the, uh, the <laughs> coming into this bubble. Like, well, it can't be any more ba- embarrassing than what happened to that Seattle Seahawk where he, oh, had, he had his girlfriend dress up as a player and tried to sneak him by security. It's, it's also it's also kind of stupid, Dan, because like as long as these these whoever comes in, no matter what they are, family member, you know, short time girlfriend, like as long as they are tested. Who cares who they bring in? Like, if you allow them to bring in whoever they want, as long as they go through the protocols, that prevents them from doing something crazy like what you're talking about. That prevents them from going to the golf course and then having, you know, uh, three people on the ninth hole and then four on the tenth hole as somebody, you know, comes scrambling in, you know, off the green. So I just think as long as they're being tested, who cares, you know, who or what or what relationship they have with the people that come in. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you again, Chris. You got it, Dan. That's the popular Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer, joining us from the bubble. Play of the Day is up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't realize it, but um, I guess it's uh, National Roller Coaster Day coming up maybe this weekend. And we started talking about we just were talking about it during the live look in. And uh, I'm not a roller coaster guy. And I grew up in uh, right by Kings Island where uh, you, you have this unbelievable uh, theme park. And uh, we had the beast there at Kings Island. And I worked at Kings Island. So we got to ride the rides. You, you get to go in for free one day a week. And I never wanted to ride the roller coaster just i don't like that feeling where your stomach separates from the rest of your body um you know the twist and turns and all of that i don't i don't i don't need that and then todd told us a, a story uh, what was it called tilt a world tilt a world at Nellie Bly in like the Sheepshead Bay area in Brooklyn. And but that's just, not a roller coaster. It just not a spins coaster. around. Right. It doesn't go up or down or anything. And it's pretty tame for most people. But for me, it was just like a horror show. How old were you? I would say nine, maybe even ten. And describe the scene. I'm sitting with a couple of friends of mine. It could fit three when, you know, at that age, uh, three across. I was sitting in the middle. You put the bar down so you don't go flying out of the thing. And it starts, and I'm thinking it's okay for the first 10, 15 seconds. Then it starts spinning and moving around a lot faster than I had envisioned uh, that the guys didn't really explain to me how quickly it was going to move around. So I'm begging the guy that's controlling the uh, the, the thing to, to slow it down or stop it. So while it's going. While it's going, I'm trying to scream to the guy. And as I'm getting closer, I'm like, stop, wait. Please shut it! Stop the stop the ride! And finally, about halfway through, he stopped it. I'm trying to time my scream to when we're going to be coming up to the point where I could see the guy that's moving the lever there and pressing the buttons. What are your friends saying? They were hysterical, laughing, and they were embarrassed for <laughs> for me and everyone around. And they had to restart the ride because everyone, whatever tickets, whatever they paid to go on the so ride. So when it started to go around, you would wait until you got close to the guy who was running it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in tears and I'm screaming and I'm holding onto my ski ball tickets and they're all crumpled up, you know, with, with, with you roll the ball to get. And it was just a total disaster. And I'm like, please stop the ride. Get me off of this. And he, he finally got me <laughs> up and I was dizzy. And it was uh, it, it's uh, it's like the mechanical bull in Dallas. 
Yeah, the, that, that was on the slowest setting. It that, brought back some bad memories. The mechanical bull brought me back to give the me down, camp days. Give me down. Give me down. Give me down off this. I'll never go on a roller coaster. That's crazy. Just had hernia surgery. Give me down. I had just gotten. Uh, we were talking about the Spurs. <laughs> Aren't you always just not that far removed from hernia Unfor- surgery? Unfortunately, it's just it's always within <laughs> yeah. a few months of some type of surgical procedure. Was that after the Tilt-A-Whirl when you were 10, the her- hernia surgery? Is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there was something going on with me. An appendix was taken out. Something happened. Yeah, you always have something that could fall out at any moment. It yeah, feels I, like. I either just had stitches or some type of sutures are moving around. And they haven't fully healed yet. Yeah. Uh, how lucky were the Spurs in the 1997 draft? Uh, they had the third worst record in the NBA. They moved up two picks in the lottery and got Duncan. You could argue that six of the top eight picks were busts. He had Duncan, Keith Van Horn, Chauncey Billups, Antonio Daniels, Tony Batie, Ron Mercer, Tim Thomas, and Adonal Foyle. The only guys who made the all-star team were Billups and Tim Duncan there. So Spurs did benefit. And, and you could see there's uh, kind of the lineage that you have with the uh, uh, New England Patriots, where you have the established coach, uh, Popovich, Belichick, Tim Duncan, Tom Brady, uh, five championships for uh, Tim Duncan, and about that same – well, they, they made the playoffs 22 consecutive years. That's remarkable. But uh, I wonder if Greg Popovich will be back especially if the season's not going to start until maybe February. Herm Edwards, Arizona State head coach. He'll join us coming up next. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.